Good morning and welcome back, everybody. It is Friday, July 17th. My name is Darian Phillips. I am joined by your co-host, Simran Sandu. And as always, it is an absolute pleasure to have you join us on today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by F5 Media. And to get the ball rolling today, we've got a good old Russian scandal for you listeners. Yesterday, officials from the U.S., U.K., and Canada accused a state-backed Russian hacking group for ongoing espionage against organizations involved in the development of coronavirus vaccines. More specifically, the group of hackers are believed to have been scraping information from governments, think tanks, universities, private companies, and other organizations in an attempt to steal valuable intellectual property on COVID-19 vaccines. And I think these hacks also highlight the severity of the virus and a need for a vaccine. If we look closer on a domestic level, the U.S. has officially reached three and a half million cases and roughly 14 percent of the new cases have occurred over the last week. To give you some perspective here, the first million cases developed over three months. The second million occurred over six weeks, while it only took a little under a month to exceed the three million threshold. And as Republicans, Democrats, and the White House gear up for another round of coronavirus aid talks, Senate GOP members are reportedly looking to give federal courts jurisdiction over personal injury and medical liability claims stemming from the virus. To unpack that a little bit for you, the proposal is currently being reviewed by the White House and primarily aims to provide protection for schools, businesses, healthcare providers, and nonprofit organizations when people sue them for allegedly being exposed to COVID-19. And our next story is going to sound a little familiar, but tensions between the U.S. and China have continued to escalate. The Trump administration is considering adding new restrictions, which could include visa bans and more sanctions. And the U.S. rolled out its first case against a company for violating North Korea's sanctions. In particular, a unit of a European tobacco company was caught wiring roughly $333,000 in payments for products from North Korea and has since agreed to pay a penalty of $666,000 as the company works to resolve the criminal charges. In a quick note here on Congress, Senate Democrats are proposing $350 billion in federal aid for black and other minority communities over the next five years. A large portion of the capital would be allocated directly to health care, tax incentives for businesses, affordable housing, and an expansion of Medicaid. And I think that's enough talk on politics for today's episode. So let's go ahead and bounce over to markets where we'll see that all major U.S. indexes dipped by 30 to 70 basis points on the trading day. And we've also got a couple of things to cover outside of equities. First off, yesterday brought insight on U.S. unemployment, which showed that roughly 1.3 million Americans filed for jobless benefits last week. Also, U.S. retail sales jumped by seven and a half percent last month. And Netflix certainly didn't help the situation either, especially with news regarding a very drastic change in leadership. After missing analyst expectations on user growth, the company reported that Ted Sarandos would be named co-CEO alongside Reed Hastings, and Greg Peters would be promoted to chief operating officer. As a result, shares fell by almost 9% in after-hours trading. And if you recall from yesterday's episode, we mentioned that American Airlines is anticipating some major job cuts over the coming months, and apparently they don't think that will be enough to keep the company afloat, as the airline just announced that it will be forming an alliance with JetBlue. The two companies agreed to market each other's flights and link loyalty programs to improve their competitiveness in an attempt to mitigate the burden that this crisis has placed on the airline's industry over the past few months. 
And for any of our listeners thinking about buying a new house, the timing couldn't be better because 30-year mortgage rates reached their lowest point ever as they fell to a whopping 2.98%. So make sure to keep that in mind while you're walking or driving near any houses you like this weekend. But in the meantime, we look forward to catching you bright and early Monday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 